what comes next is expenses. Adding revenue does not mean you're adding profit. So um, just because you grew 25% doesn't mean you're gonna make more money. So this is where step four and expenses really can be you know, extremely impactful to not only your business, but to your life. Welcome to the Spiro Podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. With your hosts, Todd Kivimaki and Craig Magro. Hello and welcome to the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. Spiro is a software platform designed to manage and help you scale and grow your real estate media business. I'm Craig Magram. I'm the business development and client care specialist for Spiro and host of the podcast and along with me every week. And good to be back after the holidays here, our owner and founder, Todd Kivamaki. Yes, Craig, it's fabulous to be back. Happy New Year to everyone. I hope you all had a great Christmas uh, and some time with your family. So excited to dig into what we have been doing at WOW, our real estate media company, uh, and uh, excited to give you some information to get your brains thinking in that direction and uh, to get your budgets in line for 2023. Yeah, uh, just want to thank new subscribers to the podcast. We've been uh, getting more uh, more email interaction, and uh, Brian is a, a relatively new listener, and uh, just had an onboarding call with him this morning to uh, talk about the software. And uh, it's just it, it's exciting for us to be able to partner with other real estate media businesses that are just starting or or growing or scaling, and uh, just to, to share information. And uh, we just really appreciate those partnerships. So thank you to to those of you that are, are new subscribers. Um, Make sure you, you leave a comment on the YouTube channel or you can email us hello at Spiro.media. If you've got questions that you'd like to see this podcast uh, podcast answer in regards to the business side of real estate photography and videography, that's what we'd love to dive into. And and Todd, as you mentioned, uh, budgeting, uh, we've, we've kind of talked in the past uh, with our our Wild Video Tours general manager, Derek, about uh, accounting issues, but we really haven't delve much into the the issue of budgeting for your business and, and for the year. Correct. So we knew that this was much needed. And this is actually something that as we did a little bit of a restructure at WOW with 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 my leadership team as to where Derek was our general manager, Derek, uh, we've moved Derek into a CFO position. So he is a con completely controlling, deciding. And this is one of the best this is one of the first big tasks, excuse me, that he worked on because it is the most important. You are in business, one, because you love it, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> there's going to be some things you don't love. This is probably one of them, except if you're Derek. Uh, but two, <laughs> two, because you need to be financially responsible, fin financially responsible for yourself and your family but then for your employees, for your contractors, for your clients, they depend on you. And if you're running an unhealthy business, then you're not going to be in business is the harsh reality. So this is something that I'm excited to talk about and something that I depend 100% on Derek and the way that he's taken our numbers back uh, for almost seven years now with me being behind nine months in invoicing to <laughs> us being on the complete pulse of knowing what is happening and being able to make adjustments, whether they be micro or macro, uh, we can do that. So I uh, wanted to welcome Derek Mayer, our uh, CFO at Wow Video Tours to the podcast. Derek, I see you all day, every day, but it's great to see you in here. Yes, great to be here again. Um, I appreciate it. It's fun to talk about 
it's fun to talk about accounting um, things and I love budgeting. Honestly, I've always budgeted personally. I love thinking about it. I love planning. I love from the goals to the expenses to how to cut costs. Like I do really enjoy it both personally and professionally. So I'm happy to talk about that today. All right. So financial planning, uh, your, your year, it's obviously a necessary action in, in running your business, Derek. Um, and I think most of us understand, you know, basically what a budget is. Uh, but let's do just a, a brief overview of what, what exactly is a budget. Is it a strict spending rule set or is it a financial plan that can be subject to change or is it something in between? Yeah, great question. And, and I've honestly gained lots of knowledge over the last seven years of doing this. Every year it gets better and better. And um, I, I think really budgeting is about being proactive to try to hit your goals as opposed to reactive. And um, it's about um, looking at every aspect of your business uh, from revenue to products to expenses, to staffing. Um, what investments are you doing? You know, are those investments working? So budgeting answers all of those questions that really can truly impact and change your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I know with, with budgeting, Derek, you, you start a couple steps prior to the actual budget. I know you have a, it's a, it's a three or four step process. So step one with you begins with what? Yeah, step one is just, what are your goals? What do you want to achieve? What do you want to do? And um, where do you want to be from a profit standpoint? You know, it's always good to consider where you want to, what do you want to profit and set your budget around that as opposed to like, oh, this is what I am going to profit. So think about what you want. What are your, um, you know, do you want to grow? Do you want to maximize profits this year? Do you want to maximize growth? Um, you know, I always think it's really important to think about personal goals as well. What are your personal family goals? And do those have an effect on your business? So sometimes people sep try to separate personal and family. Um, I encourage you to put those together um, mm -hmm. and um, think about how you're going to grow together because they both, they're go you don't want those to fight, you want those to join together. Because if you're like, hey, I wanna grow 200% and I also wanna get home at five to be with my family, those may be in conflict with each other, or you're going to need to work really smart and plan your day really smartly to be home by 5 p.m. to be with your family, you know. So the goals come from you. It's been it's sometimes challenging for me because I always want everybody else's goals to be my goals. But you really have to figure out what your goals are. What makes you happy? What makes your, you know, your family happy? And um, make sure everybody's in agreement. That's that's step one. I, I never really thought about yeah combining personal goals with with the business's goals. Yeah, you, you got to look at reality. What can you actually realistically do? So what what would the the second step be then? Yeah, second step is um, you know I call it external considerations. Like what things are happening outside um, that would impact either your goals or um, impact the business, um, like mainly what's the economic situation? Uh, so what's, what's the market like? Uh, I use a tool from most board of realtors have this. So, you know, for example, in Cincinnati, you can type in Google Cincinnati Board of Realtor Market Updates. And um, that's a really good, um, you know, all the, all the real estate data is out there, a lot of it's out there. So that's a really good pulse on where the 
the economy's at, where the housing market's at, because that will that could have an effect on your on your business and, and on your goals as well. So go to the Board of Realtors, look up market update. They'll tell you the number of new listings. They'll tell you the number of the days on the market. You can get this data for probably 10 years in the past. So um, I've started using that in the last um, in the last year year or two, and it's really helped us make decisions and plan. Uh, you know, just a quick example of that: if you know if houses are selling really quickly, our clients or realtors they think they could post photos of anything or video of anything, and it will sell. <laughs> so you know. They could post a picture of a cat and it's probably going to sell. But um, if, And all the photographers said, amen. Yeah, we hear that all the time. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to take my own photos. Or, you know, if you can't get me in in two days, I'm, I, it's going to be sold before two days. So I'm just going to cancel my appointment. We had lots of appointments cancel over the weekend uh, and last year than we have in the years past. So that's a result of the economic uh, situation that we're in. So in the same way, so now that the market has shifted, and um, the days on market for houses went from like, you know, 20 days to now 30 days and then 40 days and so on and so forth. I don't know exact numbers, but that means that, you know, realtors, they need to market their houses to stand out. They want as many eyeballs on the house as possible so they can sell it, sell this house and move on to their next. So that would mean our services are going to be more impactful in their eyes to them so they can, they're going to need to think about marketing again. So that's where you could get more business. So that's a, that's a beneficial uh, economic situation for us. So that's step two is to consider your external considerations. Okay, so I'm thinking about those considerations, Derek. Basically, that is going to be the next filter to understanding if your goal that you set in step one is achievable. Is that, is that how you're using those? Yeah, correct. So that's, again, before I start thinking about my revenue, which is step three, I have to consider those things. So, and that, that takes me right into step three is we need to project our revenue. So what I mean by projecting is how much revenue do I think I'm going to get in the next year? So for example, mm-hmm. um, if I had 80 grand in revenue for 2022, how much do you think I can increase that in 2023? So, you know, I consider the economic consideration now, now I'm going to add some more things into that. So, Economic is one. We need to think about our current average sale price, which is our total revenue divided by our total number of jobs. We need to consider our number of jobs. And using those three things, um, we need to think about what's a realistic, what's a realistic opportunity for us to grow. And that's how we project our revenue. So if, um, again, go back to my example, if we have 80,000 in revenue and, um, you know, we look at all those things and we're like, wow, we've been adding new clients. We've gotten a lot of bigger clients towards the end of the year. Our average sale price has, you know, at the big, at the end of the year increased, you know, substantially from the beginning of the year. And um, our number of jobs increased year over year. So I expect those things to continue along aligning with what the market's kind of doing. Maybe the market's flat, you know, and um, I think that we can realistically increase the business 25% and we're going to hit hundred K in revenue. So I, um, I advise you, um, to keep your goals as realistic as possible. Don't just make up a number. Don't say, yeah, I'm gonna get 
I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to make a million dollars this year. And um, make sure it's based on all of those conditions or you're going to set yourself up to fail. And setting unrealistic goals can cause you to overhire or underhire and then completely wreck your profits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I've always struggled with with projections. And yeah, what is realistic or am I am I being a pessimist and not projecting enough. So the, those criteria that you listed, that, that's good information to have. And hey, bookmark the <laughs> bookmark this on, on your podcast if if you've ever struggled with that. So that that was yeah. step three, correct? Correct. Let, let me, I'm sorry, let me jump in there right now because I we have a big learning moment that I, I remember we were all at a, a table offsite about projecting. And this was many years ago. And we were, it was a, First year we brought in the sales team and we hired, you know, three or four people and we sat there and we sat in this room and we sat in there for two or three days. Right, Derek? And we did numbers after numbers. And we said, and this goes with your example, Derek, so it's true. We said the sales team is going to sell a million dollars next year. Literally, like I'm not just making this up. We said the sales team is going to sell a million dollars, but we didn't do a lot of what the steps that Derek does now. Uh, we didn't know about some external considerations. We didn't know many things. Uh, so so let, let me step this back real quick. I think this will be a five-minute tangent that will help everybody just in, in getting some numbers straight. Uh, so let me break these back down, Derek, and let, let me ask some questions to you so that we can the, – the first step for all of our listeners out there, if you're not doing this, if you don't have a budget, if you do go five minutes ahead, if you don't, then let's look at these numbers again. So you need to know what your your gross revenue is. Okay, Derek, what is gross? Re- what is that in a very simple gross revenue? What does that mean? That's a very scientific term. Yeah, the gross revenue is what you receive from the client. So if you bill them $250 and they pay you $250, that's your gross revenue. Okay, so we take gross revenue. So that is all of your sales. Is that fair to say, Derek? That's right. what yeah, you that's all your sales. Yep. Okay, so you get that. So you need to get that in your system. So if you're in Spiro, you go to your billing or you go to your, um, you go to all your sales invoices. Excuse me, goodness, we just designed the system. I can't think of the link. You go to invoices and you can get all the information in there. Okay, so Derek, do you look at sales from a year? Do you look at it individually? How do you do? You, do you monthly? How should now? Because what I'm what I'm suggesting to all of our listeners is they do this for 2022. Because it's tough to project 2023 if you don't have 2022 numbers. So our listeners need to go and calculate or just run the report, their sales for for one year and for every month. Or how, how should we break it apart, Derek? Yeah, what I do is I look at um, as much data you have, the more data you have, the better. So if you have just 2022 and this was your first year in 2022, that's completely okay. Whatever data you have is great, but the more the better. So I look at um, really the last three years of data when I start projecting numbers and I look at, yes, that what is the gross, what's the gross, um, mm-hmm. you know? And then from there, it's what changes that we make, what changes, um, you know, and I, I quickly go to average sale price. So I, my first three numbers, as I said before, like I look at every year, I look at the gross, I look at that average, uh, I look at the total number of jobs, you divide the two, it's a very simple formula. So gross, your gross uh, revenue, um, your total number of jobs, you divide that 
divide the gross by your total number of jobs and you equal your average sale price. So, you know, two years ago, it was, we'll say 200. And um, last year's, you know, say 220. And so I see growth in there. So it wouldn't be fair for me to project $200 again in 2023, you know, unless I cut a lot of services off, I'm no longer going to offer, you know? So, um, that's kind of the, I guess, a more detailed point of looking at, um, you know, you know, projecting sales. Okay, great. So they, they get their, that was, so they get their total number of sales for the whole year, January one to December 31st. That is a number. Let's just say it's a hundred grand. And then you need to go find how many shoots that will, that encompass um, so a hundred grand, let's say it was a hundred shoots. Let's say it's a thousand shoots. Okay. Um, so a hundred grand, it took you a thousand shoots to do that. You divide those two numbers. That means you sold each shoot on average was a hundred dollars. It doesn't mean each shoot actually was a hundred dollars, but on average it was a hundred dollars. So now, you know, the total sales that you did, gross revenue, you know the total number of shoots you did, and then you know what your average sale price was. Great, so we're set up with all of that, Derek. So we know what last year was. So what should we do now? Now, this is the fun part, because a lot of people say, hey. Wait a minute, say that again. <laughs> You're right, Greg. <laughs> Sorry, this, this is, is the fun the, part, everybody. This is the, this is, it all comes down to this. You know, and um, I, I will not, this step four is probably the most important because it's also step one can be very deceitful or, you know, projecting revenue can be deceitful because a lot of people say, yeah, I made a million dollars. Well, you didn't make a million dollars. You <laughs> brought in a million dollars, but you're not putting a million dollars in the bank and, you know, buying a Tesla, you know, you are, um, you know, and if you are great, you know, you, you've done a great job. So, um, but what comes next is expenses. Adding revenue does not mean you're adding profit. So um, just because you grew 25% doesn't mean you're gonna make more money. So this is where step four and expenses really can be you know, extremely impactful to not only your business, but to your life. So um, I'll give you what we do here at WOW. And uh, I created just a rough, uh, policy for our leadership team. And um, it's really simple. I just said, wow, video tours operates on a lean budget strategy. That means every expense should be reviewed to determine if it is helping the company grow or costing the company money. The WT mm. budget goal is to ensure, you know, ensure man we ensure our managers and have all the tools and staffing they need to operate their divisions in order to create future growth for the company. So, and here's some guidelines. Here's some helpful questions as that encourage our leadership team as we look through all our expenses. Um, so I ask myself this, I do this in my personal budget and in the business budget. So why did we spend it? Just why do we spend the money? Do we still need it? Do we need to spend this? How is this helping the company grow? So go back to why is this helping the company do something that it couldn't do before? If we remove the expense, what would happen? This is a challenging question. What would happen if I just took off this expense? Hmm. Are there tools or automation that would eliminate this expense? You know, 
Spear has been very beneficial for a while because it's allowed us to save from doing 17 different other softwares and things. It combines it into one. We can do a lot of things very efficiently that we could not do before. It's impossible for us to do before. That's how we've saved staff. That's how we've saved um, you know, lots of time, as well as get the better data quickly. That's just one example. Um, and then will this expense change at any point during the year? So here's kind of something to lean off that. So con what are your most top three most expensive vendors? Contact those people and ask them if their pricing is going to be consistent for the year or do they have any changes upcoming? Or do they have a discount? You know, I've been doing more business with you, so is there a discount? Um, mm -hmm. It's painful for your budget if this changes mid-year. What if your top vendor you pay 60% of your expense to increases 15%? You, you know, like that's, um, that could be detrimental. Um, but these steps are going to prevent that from even being detrimental. So that's what's exciting too. So if you follow these four steps, then um, in the next step, we're going to talk about how to prevent something like that from being detrimental to your business. Great. So let's, I, I think we're there, Derek. Why don't, what, how do we prevent? Because that's what every business owner, you know, you don't want to get there and, say oh shoot too late so how do we how do we prevent those things good question so step five and six kind of go together uh, but step five is the bottom line after your projected revenue and expenses together does the bottom line this is your profit this is what you put in your bank how does does this number now align with your goals so this now connects number one to number five your bottom line to your uh your goals does that number make sense for you? And, you know, so if you want to make 50 grand in profit, but you're, you put in your sales and your expenses and it's only 30 grand in profit, you know, that's not 50 grand. So you got to make up 20 grand either by increasing revenue or cutting expenses. So you need to go back through your numbers. You got to do it again. You have to say, is there anything additional I can cut? Can I shoot more services at every listing? You know, that's what's one thing we do here. How, how can we shoot more services at every listing? We're already there. It makes, mm -hmm. it's a lot less expensive for us to do it again and again and again. Why not just do more while we're there? Um, mm -hmm. And what's your action plan for that? Create an action plan. Okay, so yes, I need to shoot more at every listing. So how, how am I going to do that? I'm going to contact all my clients or I'm going to add this new product that's going to, that's going to, I can sell to the client. So that is, um, you know, that's the importance of the bottom line. If you don't know, the best person to ask is your clients. Ask them, hey, what is there anything else I can do for you that would be beneficial for you? What do you need? Am I doing exactly what you would like that, you know, what you expect of me? So um, ask your clients. And then the most important part and um, comes to step six and and I have it written here, the most important part, creating budget is just the first step. Creating the budget is just getting all of this put together. The most important part is reviewing it often. Review it monthly hmm. and make changes. This document, it's a, you know, your budget, we don't know what's going to happen in the future. You could sign the biggest contract of your life and you might need to hire three more people. And like, that's going to throw your, you know, your budget in a loop. And you don't want to just add all the business, but if 
you don't make the money, what's the point? You know, you can do all tons more work, three times the amount of work for the same amount of money. If you don't review it monthly, make changes and make sure that deal is actually good for you to do and profitable for you to do. So that'd be my recommendation and my six steps to budgeting for 2023. Good, solid uh, wisdom and, and sage advice, Derek. And you, you made it simple, pretty simple for people to understand. If, if somebody wanted to, to ask a little bit more information or, or dig a little bit more, um, how can they get a hold of you? Or do you have any resources you could point people to uh, on budgeting? People are always welcome to contact me. Um, we'll have my email address and, and phone number below. I'm happy. I love talking about it. I'm happy to talk with you about it. I love helping people. And this is something that I know a lot of people don't love to do, but I really <laughs> hope that's something you can figure out enjoying doing because it does align a lot of things in life. And when your finances are right, you know what's going on. It does give you a lot more joy and confidence in life and the other, um, you know, with your family and your friends and all that. So um, a lot more confidence. So I don't really have um, resources. I learned a lot through Google and it's kind of a passion of mine. So a lot of, honestly, like I have, I treat my, my personal budget like a business. So I have my budget and um, I honestly need to do a better job talking to my wife about it and, um, and aligning on that, you know. So you have to make the time, you have to do it. This is a great time of year to do it. It's not too late. I know we're already in January, but it's not too, it's never too late to put a plan together and start working it. So, uh, but yeah, contact me. And uh, if you have more questions about budgets or expenses or, um, you know, I, I do learn a lot just through Google and just Google like small business budgeting. What are some, you know, tips for that? They, they have lots of information. I use um, Google Drive for a lot of my um, you know, technology and I keep everything in the Google Drive doc. That's been really helpful for me. Excel was okay, but I find like it's annoying if you forget to save it and then you lose all that data. So I got <laughs> rid of that problem. I use now uh, Google Drive and, um, uh, you know, any accounting software is going to be really helpful for downloading expenses. And um, uh, Ms. Spiro has all the, all the data there for, um, um, you know, what your totals are and uh, average sale price and all that. So, Derek, thank you so much. That is, uh, you know, in all seriousness, I joke with him about the numbers, but I, I love the numbers too. And the numbers are truly your business. So um, I depend on Derek for those numbers and as do a lot of people at the company and at your company as well. So um, if you have questions, please reach out to us, uh, reach out to Derek. Um, we wanna help you with these items and we wanna make this easy and it gives you the peace of mind. So Derek, thank you for coming on and sharing, uh, you know, all of that experience that you've worked so hard over the years to gain. You're very welcome. And again, contact me if you guys, if you ever wanna talk about numbers, give me a call, shoot me an email, and I'd be happy to discuss it with you and get you guys on, on track. For for those that are not as enthused about numbers as Derek is, think of it think of it this way. I'm I'm one of those. I'm I'm terrible with numbers, but if if you put down a plan, a budget plan, it really gives you concrete steps to allow you to dream and set a vision for what it is that you want for your business, for your family, and for for your employees. So think of it that way: dream, um, set vision. And then just realize the budget's the tool to help you achieve those dreams. And that's where you can then get inspired and say, okay, I'm going to sit down and do this budget. So just 
just my take on it. Derek, thank you. Again, we really appreciate it. And thanks to those of you that have tuned in again this week. Hope you had a great holiday season. We're just uh, wishing and, and praying a great 2023 for you. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, that way you stay up on uh, the newest podcast. And if you find this beneficial, uh, it, we just encourage you share this podcast with others, whether it's the YouTube version or, or the audio version. Uh, we just we really want to help other businesses grow and scale and, and enjoy what you're doing. Uh, again, if you have questions or if you want to reach out to us, just drop us an email, hello at spiro.media. Leave a comment on the YouTube page. Uh, we just, we love interacting with you. So until next week, enjoy the blessings you've been given and take a breath. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us for the Spiro podcast, managing your real estate photography and videography business. This is a production of Spiro and Wow Video Tours. You can find out more about Spiro's real estate media business management software at our website, spiro.media.